Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday, April 21st. Uh, Moon Knight came out yesterday. Alongside Bailey and myself today, welcome Dan back to the t- back to the pod. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, Dan is a is a letterboxer galore, and if you've never seen any of his reviews, he has just got away with words, and especially when crafting movies reviews, uh, especially ones based on Morbius, the Sony property. But <laughs> yeah, Moon Knight came out yesterday, so we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm gonna see The Northman on Thursday, Bailey. I think. What it what was decided? Have you made a um, final decision yet? I want you to watch the The poll on Instagram it's leaning more towards the massive talent. Um, okay, but I don't know something. Ben Schwartz, uh, Bailey, John, you John gave Ralphio. it to the people, man. <laughs> John Ralphio as the blue hedgehog. He 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 has a way with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I'm, he threw I'm, he threw a ring right into your heart. He did. Um, <laughs> no, I'm probably gonna watch Massive Talent. I don't know though, cause the two showings start at like six ten, which is right before, right when I get off work, and then the next showing is like nine thirty, which is when I go to bed. You gotta grind. You gotta grind it out, Bailey. That's what you gotta do. I'll have a I'll have a Pepsi or something, cause that's all Regal has. Thank you. What about you, Dan? <laughs> what are you gonna watch this weekend? Anything? Um. I might go see Fantastic Beasts. I did go see The Lost City yesterday, and I liked it more than I thought I would. It was pretty fun. It's got some funny parts. It's not the greatest movie. Yeah, it's not the it's not the romantic comedy of the year, but it's pretty good. The person sitting next to me was reacting so loudly to everything happening, not just like cringes. And... Were they part of your? your viewing party or was no this... i okay total stranger but they would <laughs> they audibly would say like oh my gosh like i love those people. something they they yeah. make the theater experience fantastic she also covered the her eyes her own eyes when channing tatum's butt was in frame which is pretty funny i uh i opened my eyes wider because i just had to get a good <laughs> of it. i had to get a good it's... visual picture just a Sandra Bullock multiple too. angles. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not like Hugh Jackman and X Men where it's blink and you'll miss it. It's like they really they give you a lot to to see. Leeches and all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into the news then. So first up on our dock, we have Spider Verse Part One and Part Two were both delayed, uh, just in last night, and so they were pushed back. They are now premiering in June. 2nd of 2023 and March 29th of 2024. And alongside that, they also announced that Madam Webb, the Dakota Johnson starring movie, who's which is also directed by Olivia Wilde, will be released on July 7th of 2023, so a month apart from Spider-Verse 1. Uh, how do we feel about this? I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed. I really like the first Spider-Verse film. I, I'll, I'll go first on this one. I'm 
I'm okay with it. And the only reason I'm okay with it is because they're moving it to a summer release date. I believe it was, it was going to get an October release date this year. And summer movies always make more at the box office. And so I think that the Sony execs have probably seen what they have and realized how big of a movie this is going to be. And they want to get as much money as they can, especially after Morbius just tanked. Yeah. Um, People in charge of Spider-Verse seem to know what they're doing. So if they need more time, I want them to be able to craft their perfect movie. And I do hope that it cleans up at the box office and some Sony executive decides that they should have total creative control over all of their Sony characters. Um, Because whoever they're putting in charge now clearly does not know how how the model works. (laughs) And you didn't even see Morbius. No, but I, uh, I did rate it half a star on letterbox he's experienced of, it via social media principle sure. yeah well no, all you have to do is just youtube the credit scenes and that's all you really have to see to really be confused yeah I, i'm not gonna see it out of principle i don't want some <laughs> i can't i can't complain about these movies and how bad they are and then keep paying sony money to make more yeah yeah you're you're right adam and i sinned when we saw that movie it was, i never want to see it again I'm yeah, still on the fence if I want to see Fantastic Beasts in theaters because part of me wants them to stop. I know that you you don't feel that way, Bailey, so I apologize. But that's okay. <laughs> that's totally fine. You're I'm I welcome your opinion. And uh, I was just looking. Movies that come out in June of 2023 are well, The Flash, which might be on hold. <laughs> I don't the think that's ever going to get released. Rise of the Beasts and Indiana Jones Five, but that comes out June 30th. So it looks like. For at least a good month, Sony should have the box office to themselves a little bit with this movie. I wish I was more excited about Indiana Jones 5. Just Harrison Ford looks like a fossil now. He's just... So I have something (laughs) that he does. I will admit that. But um, Mads Mikkelsen is playing the villain in Indiana Jones 5. And he came out in an interview the other day for Fantastic Beasts. And somebody asked him what it was like working with uh, Harrison Ford. And he said that the guy is just a beast that they would have scenes filming at night going from like 11 at night till five in the morning. And then Mads would say that he would go out and ride his bike for 50 miles. Yeah, that's pretty that. insane. And the dude is old. He's really old. No, he is, <laughs> but um, he's still, you know, he's still trucking along. So he's still got that edge to him. If he wants to be in it, go for it. But I, you know, then I, I think I'm excited for it. I had understood that he was kind of over it, and they just kept badgering him until he eventually agreed. He did not want to do it. He's in it reluctantly. But I'll have to look and see if he, he's changed his mind on that. It sounds almost like his appearance in The Force Awakens. Uh, but moving yeah. on from uh, our, our movie delay news, Fast 10 got a title, and it is now called Fast X. Fast X Furious. I don't know about the Furious part. It's just Fast X. Isn't that just the Roman numerical for 10? No, Bailey. X is a NOS, baby. X is a NOS. (laughs) (laughs) X is in Vin Diesel Triple X meets movie car magic. Man, Fast 10, your seatbelt was staring you straight in the face. (laughs) I really think they missed an opportunity with that one. Fast 10, your seatbelt. Did you guys already talk about Brie Larson joining? Yeah, we mentioned her. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I have a hard time with Brie Larson because I do really like her in some things and I really don't like her in others. So 
I don't know. And I, I also don't really know how I feel about the Fast franchise because they are lots of fun to go see because they're just so absurd. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be like a perfect storm of two things I'm lukewarm about that could be really good. <laughs> maybe that maybe they're the missing halves of each other. Yeah, I, uh, you know, exactly. I I don't know if you feel the same way, but Brie Larson is better in drama movies than she is in uh, action movies, and so I that's why I'm a little worried for this one. I liked her in a uh, uh, Kong Skull Island, even though she was kind of just along for the ride. Didn't really have a lot to contribute yeah if they can if they can go to space and cars they can do anything okay i'll believe you adam i'll trust <laughs> i'll take your word for it i won't see the movies but i'll I'll take your word for it where do they go from here you think, I think mars with elon mars. musk i think they i think they break into the multiverse i think fast x is the picture will be the X, and all around the X will be the shattering of a multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sequel to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And in another, and in another dimension, Vin Diesel plays all of the Rock's roles. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they recast uh, Rock. Is they uh, they bring they in him another... from another dimension. Jesus. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to find a picture. Um, but their Brie Larson and Vin Diesel both both posted a picture on Instagram. Uh, when she was announced to be in the next movie and someone replied i think it was on twitter with a picture of groot hugging captain marvel and it was just it just said this is all i can see oh my goodness so yeah so that's the uh, that's our fast 10 news on the marvel front echo started filming today and that's a show about the uh deaf woman in hawkeye all right bailey yeah yeah echo that's Really, all we know about it is that it started filming today. She was she's probably one of the better parts of the Hawkeye show. Yeah, and that's not saying much. I think they've uh, teased that Daredevil's going to be in that show. Yeah, Daredevil and Kingpin are rumored, heavily rumored, to be showing up in this show. And I think in the comics, Echo and Daredevil have a have a romance fling thing. Who doesn't have a romance fling with Daredevil in the comics? That's the question. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly more excited to see Matt Murdock come back or uh, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock than I am to see Echo. Yeah, he is going to be showing up in She-Hulk as for what the rumors are saying right now. So uh, this should really have gone into our buzz section with all the rumors about <laughs> Daredevil. Yeah, I'm a fan. I, I agree. I'm a fan of Charlie Cox. So that is all the news that we have on Echo. And the last bit of news that we have today before we get into our discussion of Moon Knight is The Rock will be starring in the video game adaptation of It Takes Two. Is this just casting news, Bailey? Do you know anything else about this? He's rumored to be starring in the adaptation, which doesn't make sense because he is nothing like any of the characters in it. The only one I could see... I I played the video game with my wife. She got it for me for Valentine's Day this year. And we... We went through it within the the whole month of February. It was a blast to play. Um, it had a really good story, and it's it requires two people. The basic synopsis of it is that this couple sits their daughter down to uh, tell her that they're going to be getting a divorce. Uh, she thinks it's her fault, and so she goes into the shed with these two dolls and cries over these two dolls, and her parents um 
their souls leave their bodies and go into these dolls and they have to work together to get into um to get back into their bodies uh it's a really really fun game i i have so much praise for this game as far as the story goes and the um the necessity that it actually takes two players to play it so it's it's really emotional i got it to play with my wife and we got past the first boss and we haven't jumped back into it but i really liked it you should also two two bits of news i think it was his company is producing the movie for amazon i don't know that he's starring it he's rumored to star in it yeah and he might be like also, the vacuum or something <laughs> and then the other thing I was thinking is I thought it was uh, like I was completely like confused on what game it was I thought it was the one where it's like those two brothers that break out of prison I was like oh that'd be cool it's and then, the same developer <laughs> yeah it's you the left, same developer Adam you were probably like I, this is going to be awesome but now that you're hearing it you're like why do we keep this bit of news in so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like dude the rock's going to break out of prison with this brother and fight for Back to death, you know? That like I could see that going, and now I was really confused. I thought, whoa, that's a game. So it makes more sense. I had to look it up, but yeah, he will I think his company will be producing <laughs> the film for Amazon. Yeah. Whew. It's just heavily rumored that he's gonna be starring in it. Which if if I had to pick who I who would be perfect for the role of the main character, the main guy, at least I would choose uh Chris Pratt and Emily Blunt. Chris Pratt'd be good, you're right. That's a good cast. But <laughs> He's just going to voice the character, though. Yeah. It's heavily going to be... It's going to probably be animated or CGI. Yeah. Do you have any fa- Do you have any fan cast, Bailey? Or Dan? Um, I'm brain farting. Who's the guy who plays Barry? The the TV Bill show. Bill Hader? Bill Hader, Bill Hader. yeah. I think He's Bill Hader would one. kill it. Oh, he would I think really Bill Hader would be great. Bill Hader. And uh, I think Emily Blunt honestly kind of nails it. I could see like Florence Pugh doing a really good job, though, as well. Yeah, if they go with a younger mother, that would be really good. But uh, again, I think I'm setting my hopes real high. Those are those are those are deep fan casts. So we'll see who they do cast in it. But that's the last bit of news that we have today. And so now we'll jump on in and talk about Moon Knight episode four. So I think I'd asked you guys earlier, but what are your thoughts on Moon Knight episode four, Dan? Let's hear from you first. I liked the ending. I was honestly not super invested in what was going on there's a lot of tropes in this episode that i did not like like the convenient truck of explosives to throw a a flare into (laughs) or the she gets dragged off the cliff by the mummy and then the camera pans over and she's hanging on it was all that stuff like you can call it as it's happening it's um pretty tropey uh but i did kind of like that had a early 2000s mummy or indiana jones feel to it and I liked when he gets shot and then they go to the insane asylum. And everything is super confusing. I like when the it's showing that the sh- it's not afraid to get weird and it's not afraid to throw us through a loop. So I, I'm more interested in, interested now to see what happens in episode five than I was I, than I have it in all the previous episodes. I liked it because of the twist. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw the teaser a couple weeks ago where it showed him in the insane in the insane asylum and he trips and the toy falls out of his the moon knight toy falls out of his hand. Um I knew that was coming in this episode like 
I, I just, everybody said, the, the early reviews were saying that episode four was just really trippy. And they were right. It actually was really, really trippy. And I don't know what's going on. Um, everything I've heard is that it follows the Lemire run of comics. Um, this aspect of it. And so I'm really, really excited to see if everything that we've watched for the last four episodes was actually happening in real life or in his head. Oh, I 100%, I 100% believe it was all happening in real life. And maybe know. we'll get into this a little bit later, but I, I, really do, I really did like this episode. I think it was like a very two-part episode. Because you had that first half, and it was very adventurous, spelunky, you know. Uh, we had a straight-up horror vibe at some point, and then a live disembowelment in a, in a Marvel product. And then, you know, we had to see Layla pull off some Tomb Raider-esque, you know, escaping and, and fighting for her own life. And then the back half of the episode was just, like... One long Marvel credit scene. Yeah, but it was just, like... It was just like Moon Knight was like, you know, you guys have seen the show before. Let's go full Legion or let's just like break the mold entirely. And so I kind of want to talk a little bit about the episode. I want to start at the beginning. From the very first shot, we start with one of the avatars of the gods carrying the statue of Khonshu down a hallway. And then he puts it on a, you know, like for lack of a better term, a shelf. (laughs) And... It, there's a bunch of other gods in prison there. Did you guys notice any of the gods that were there? Like, did could we tell who they were? No. Yeah. yeah I, no, couldn't. I couldn't tell who they were. I was waiting for new rock stars to put out their breakdown and to for them to zoom in <laughs> on each one. And depixelize it for yeah. us to enhance. The- <laughs> Make it 4K. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I, I looked online and somebody I one of the rumors I said is that, you know, Anubis is on that shelf. And Anubis in Egyptian mythology is actually the god of judgment. He's the one that weighs people's hearts against a feather, which is the symbol for truth and, and correctness in Egypt. And, you know, so he's like the judge. And upon further study, I found out Ahmed is actually just a god that eats the souls of the damned. So I don't know what's going on with that. And, and, and just, you know, looking at that scene a little bit more... It almost seems like, you know, when we were talking about, I believe it was in episode two when they meet all of the gods, Bailey, or was that in episode three? Uh, that was episode three. Okay, so in episode three where they meet all the gods and we were so annoyed with that whole interrogation scene, I feel like they're up to something. And I feel like that's that's the that's the tone they established in the very first scene. Which I feel like they should have hinted at that in the last episode because it really, it didn't pay off. To, to me at least because it just, it still feels cheesy. Even like... looking back on last week's episode it doesn't feel cohesive in that element um if anything they should have left a credit scene or something or stingers saying like these gods like hinting at these gods being up to something yeah i agree with bailey they should have they needed to make it more clear that something suspicious was going on and it did have me more interested in like uh the what's going on behind the scenes with the other avatars because we didn't really get to see a whole lot of what they're of what they're doing, but just knowing that something is occurring that we don't know about kind of adds to the mystery. So I think I think they got their work cut out for for the next two episodes, and I hope that they don't rush through answers like they have in the past Marvel series, where some of the plot threads feel kind of like very quickly tied up because they forgot they were 
know a part of the story initially episode eight of wandavision not being specific on any of them but um (laughs) (laughs) but here's a specific episode and show i think they did that in falcon and winter soldier too they kind of just they did there's a lot of things at the end that they very quickly resolved they they changed a lot of the falcon and the winter soldier from a lot of the behind the scenes rumors it was actually supposed to be about a pandemic but they decided to scrap that too topical for, for obvious reasons um which i think would have been pretty good if if they tackled it right but i think we should talk a little bit about some of the easter eggs um which all of them were really just references back to the previous episodes i don't know if you guys caught any of them in the end but like it showed uh his boss from the first episode in the insane asylum asylum. yeah she was there um i think a couple of them were were there layla was there um obviously the the psychiatrist was uh arthur that was him is that his name (laughs) arthur harrow you're right i I just i'm blanking on his name (laughs) i i just want to call him ethan hawk i that's what i was waiting for yeah, but Arthur Harrow, he was the counselor, um, and there was just a lot of references back to that. Um, obviously, he had the toy. The person in the third um, casket. Sarcophagus. sarcophagus. Shout, out, shout out sixth grade. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> he's, the, he's Jake Lockley, the third personality within uh, Mark Spector's brain. And... Another reference earlier in the episode, when you look at the tablet, uh, we actually get our first look at Jake Lockley because in the comics, Jake Lockley has a mustache. And this part is kind of like, it's really quick because this is when um, Stephen Grant is shoving his hand down Alexander the Great's throat. And the tablet that he's holding, you see the reflection of him and he has his mustache. And so that's our first official look at him that tons of people missed, but it is there. And um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Obviously, the hippo. Um, I can't remember her name. Tawaret. Tawaret. I, yeah, Tawaret. I just looked it up. Uh, Egyptian hippo goddess is trending right now on Google because... <laughs> I wonder why. It made, Honestly, after watching this episode, it made me want to get that stuffed animal... From that first episode of Tawaret for my daughter, obviously, not for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you not. for that clarification because I was wondering. So, so do you do you have any more Easter eggs, Bailey, that you want to talk about? Not that I can remember. I'm sure there's more. I'll have to go watch new Rockstars videos because <laughs> they had like a 40, 30 to forty minute video that came out about all the Easter eggs, and so I I know that this is heavily related to the Lemire comic run. So if anything, we're going to be getting, uh, if if we do see Jake Lockley suit up in the Moon Knight costume or outfit, um, his will be in uh, a jumpsuit. So then let me ask you guys, I feel like this is the big question I want to get to then. Do we think that he's, that he's faked everything or do you think that it's all happened? I'm torn. I, I it's so hard to tell at this moment because of what was just introduced at the very end of this. I I do think that it happened. Um and the, spoiler territory right here. If we base it off of the comics, this is a way of Khonshu um kind of tormenting him. 
and getting him I don't know ex- I I'm not too familiar with it but this is kind of like Konshu's uh torture chamber for Mark Spector. And so I think I think it could happen. Uh I just don't know what's real and what's not anymore. I feel like I just saw Inception again for the first time. I think it's real. I mean I I think him getting shot was real. I don't think him in the asylum is real. I think that's in his mind. I'm betting that the next episode is going to open with Layla instead of him. It's going to leave us wanting for some answers and then they'll switch later in the in the episode. But I'm betting it'll open with her running out or freaking out about him getting shot. I think it's real and something my and I feel like there's a, a couple of signposts. And one of them is my wife pointed this out to me because she's a genius is I think they're on a boat because when they're, when they're walking, oh, the lights, the lights twitch, like everything in the hallway shifts, you know, like they're mm. on a boat or something. And so that was my wife's theory. And I agree. I was like, that is so smart. That is so genius. But I also think this is my own thought. Harawet is the goddess of like childbirth and fertility. And I think maybe like, if the other gods are up to something, I think they're trying to save Arthur and Mark or uh, Stephen and Mark to like make sure that they can get free. Because even in the comics, uh, Mark Spector's origin story is that he was a mercenary and he was killed and Conchu saves him so that he can use him and become his avatar. So maybe he's, so, you know, maybe they were just killed. We watched that happen and they're saving them and they're figuring out right now how to get back to where they were. I wonder if this is where all of the other gods are since we saw Hararet and like him dying is him going to like their purgatory. Yeah. And, and then now they're going to have an Avengers team up of the Egyptian gods <laughs> and then C- QCGI fest. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is expected. I hope it doesn't. I hope that they keep the stakes low and not low, but that they keep them more personal and it focuses on Mark more. So, so then what do you think will happen with like, what do you think Amit's grand plan is then to finish what Thanos started? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> to purge the world of the unworthy to feed a celestial. <laughs> You're right. It's impossible for them to keep the stakes low. I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to get the eternal shot where the hand's coming out of the earth and everyone in the world is like, something's going on. But I feel like this will be a world level crisis, even if it's handled, you know, almost in like a Mission Impossible way where nobody will know about it except for the people involved. Yeah, where they're like, nobody knows. I agree with you on that. And the reason I say that is because, like, they're dealing with gods. And any time gods are involved, the stakes are really high. And so the it's just going to be an intense finale. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll just be really short and sweet, <laughs> like, like what Dan is saying. But like, I feel like to pay off the gravitas, I don't know if that's the right word, of Egyptian gods, I feel like they would have to go a little bit bigger. I wouldn't mind seeing something like, and I know this isn't going to happen, but that the Egyptian gods prepare for war and then Gore the God Butcher comes yes. in and wipes yes. them out <laughs> and that sets up the next uh, the next Thor movie. Please, just have Gore kill Amit. 
All right. Well, before we before we finish, do you guys have any more thoughts on this episode four of Moon Knight? I love Oscar Isaac. <laughs> He's legitimately the best part of this whole show. Like he his is. interactions with himself. I still I want Layla to be more. She did more of this episode, which I liked, but she still feels a little just along for the ride. Yeah. I also I also called it. I knew Mark had something to do with his her father's death. I knew it. That's how it was in the comics too. So. Okay, Bailey. Well, you didn't say it, all right? I'm sorry. I apologize, Adam. (laughs) I wanted you to be surprised when you saw it. Um, The the cool thing about that, I forgot to mention this, is that he's been Moon Knight for 10 years then. Because it's been 10 years since her her dad died. That was what we got in the beginning of that one. I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before where she was talking to that lady when she was getting her passport. That's, That's like a timeline then, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we'll get a prequel movie or something. I wouldn't mind something like that. I don't know. I feel like if we were to get a prequel for Moon Knight, I I hope it's just not like Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this would be, and we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about the whole show, whether we think it was should have been a show or movie. Uh, you know, when we finish it. But I think that should do it for us today. That's all that we have for this episode. Be sure to follow us on our socials. Our Instagram is abcinema.pod. Our Twitter is abcinemapodcast. Our letterboxd is abcinemapodcast. And our Gmail is abcinema.pod at gmail.com. And you can send us a message. Let us know how we're doing. Give us your theories, your thoughts on what happened in Moon Knight Episode 4. And uh, let us know how we can improve please be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. Rate us on whatever you're listening to. And be sure so that we can get bigger and we can talk to more people and interact with more fans. And that should do it for all of us. Dan, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye. And we hope everybody has a great day. And as always, keep watching movies.